podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Summer's coming, Washington, D.C., and so are pesky mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun. Call your local True Green experts for True Green Mosquito Defense. This science-based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long. Save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting TrueGreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092. Say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer. Call True Green. Today. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate covered raisins, Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter, bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kids' Halloween candy. And it's May. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty cake. Accept no substitutes. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 podcast for the last Sunday night of the season. I am Gav, that is Grace and that is Keith Plunker. Um, Danny Emery says, time to wrap up a pretty average season. Oh, the sarcasm is flying, flying <laughs> nice and early, I like it. Um, this show uh, will look at the final day of the Premier League season, um, relegation, top four, Europa League, and then we'll have another look at how good Liverpool are, if that's all right with the rest of us. Also, also, what we're going to do is we're going to look at some of the predictions that the day trippers put in to me at the start of the season. We're going to reveal a few of them. There's a few that we can't reveal because it's around Champions League. It's around actual Liverpool official player of the year and stuff like that. But what we can reveal, we will reveal tonight and we'll keep a point score and see how we go. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, please share, please share it across your social media. We've sent out a tweet to say that we're live. If you can go and find that at the top of our timeline, you can retweet that as well. Um, Grizz, I'm going to start with you. Um, it, it was it was slow to get going today. Um, it was slow to get going, the, the, the drama. But um, there was plenty at the end. And the first thing I want to go to is relegation. Um, Aston Villa managed to survive. Watford went down along with Bournemouth, despite them beating Everton at Goodison. Um, was that what you expected? Because it wasn't what I expected, I'm being honest no, with I you. I did not. I did not. I did not. And... The worst thing that could have happened to Bournemouth, not only apart from getting relegated, was them getting relegated on the back of that ridiculous, crazy, worst decision ever when Sheffield United, you know, the, the one over the goal line where the, mm. the Linos, where the Linos computer uh, watch said, uh, <clears throat> Oh, uh, until you get into the dressing room. Until he got yeah. into the dressing room, until he until he yeah. tapped it, you know yeah. the old, you know the old method of tapping it, and it started working. This, uh, so I really felt for them because that's a tremendous victory. Is it going to Everton and beating them? But well, it is. You know the pressure's on. Um, you know, happy, very happy to see Watford go down and Troy Deeney and the man. So that was good. Um, and Villa, 
you know, credit to them um, going to get a result at West Ham. So, yeah, it was tense for a little while. But I do feel, even though Bournemouth deserve to go down this season, if you know what I mean, Mark. I still, I, yeah, exactly. I still kind of feel so for them that the way it's happened that it shouldn't have been them kind of thinking. You know what I mean? Keith, um, I, I was I was keeping an eye today. I watched Liverpool, to be honest with you. I wasn't watching anywhere yeah, else. Um, but I was keeping an eye and I was kind of looking at it and I was saying to myself, Bournemouth need a miracle, even though they've beaten everything. Um, or were beating everything at the time. They need a miracle. Watford, just go down, please, because I'm sick of it now, to be honest with you. Um, but Villa, for me, Keith, felt like the one that this probably meant the most to, considering the money they'd spent in the summer and the big, massive risk they'd taken with yeah. those signings. It felt like Watford could go down and, you know, regroup. Bournemouth probably need to go down to regroup as a club. And... Um, but Villa felt if they go down, this could be, this could be anything at this stage. Could have been catastrophic for them, couldn't they? If they'd have gone down, I mean, I'd say COVID is going to hit everyone hard. But before COVID, they had banked everything on Premier League survival. Aston mm. Villa, the way they spent their money, it was shit or bust. And if they'd have gone down, I think they would have plummeted down leagues. And look, I, I think I like Aston Villa as a club. I think they're a big club. They're a traditional big club. You don't get what you deserve just for being a traditional big club. But I just am more delighted for them. A lot of people are giving Troy Deeney stick for Watford going down. Look, Troy Deeney talked a lot of shit over the the Corona stuff, but I don't mind him. With the, you know, he, he talks sort of straight, you know what I mean? He's he's not the worst. Bournemouth, Bournemouth are the... Uh, they're very small, <laughs> you know. Villa are a huge club. Bournemouth are a very small club, but Villa were the ones that really put it all on the line. And to to see them survive, and it'll be interesting to see what they do because I don't. I think Dean Smith's a decent coach, and it's one of them. You come up into the Premier League, you put all your eggs into the basket, and people are using. Oh, they spent so much money. They had to spend so much money, and then they got key injuries through the season. And I mean key injuries like Tom Heaton goes out injured. It's a key. John McGinn, key player, injured. And then Wesley, who they put all their hope in up front, goes out injured. You know, it's it's a tough t- it's a tough call for any team, any promoted team to, to lose three really, really key men like that. And to see them surviving, yeah, delighted. I was kind of, um, yeah, I was all right with it, I'm being honest with you. Um I, 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 I being critical of Villa, um, the transfer strategy last summer, I was critical of the way they were playing. Um, I felt they were very naive in the way they were playing. But then I looked at Watford and they just made too much noise for me through, through the whole um, yeah. the whole null and void stuff, Troy yeah. Deeney in particular. And then I looked at Bournemouth and I just can't get my head around the fact that people are going on and they've sympathy for Eddie Howe. I just yeah. can't. I, I just <clears throat> don't know how it comes to this. You know, this guy, yeah. it's not like this guy has come up being really brave last season and kind of tried to, you know, go where he had and and it just fell short. This fella's in the Premier League must be five, six years now. Yeah, and he's just and they're spending, I, 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 they're, they're, spend, but they're spending money and he's not changing anything of the way they do. Everything's the same for them. They get off to a decent start. They, they're, they're shy. They, they win six in a row. They don't win for 10 and then they hover around 14, 15. And this season they got caught and I have no sympathy for them. 
Yeah, it's hard to have sympathy for them. Go ahead, Grizz. Sorry. No, no, I was just saying the only sympathy I've got with them is the way, see, what I'm saying is the way it transpires that that point made all the difference. Do you get what I mean? If if they deserve to go down, right? But it's just because it was highlighted that it was such a bad decision when it was Sheffield United versus Villa. Because of that, literally, it's literally because of that they stay up. I do want it to be that way, if you know what I mean. As, as, as in terms of, he's had the budget, he's got the experience of managing uh, in the Premier League. Apart from um, over the other managers that we've talked about, he deserves to go down because, as you said, Gav, he hasn't adjusted, he hasn't changed anything. It's the same philosophy. Fair enough, he's got philosophy, he believes in it. But if, but, but if you see year on year on that it's, you know, you're struggling more and more to keep up that philosophy or it's an old philosophy that you need to sort of, you know, you need to change up a bit, mix it up a bit. He didn't have the foresight to do that. So from that angle, from that avenue, yes, he definitely deserved to go down. My only sympathy was for the sort of, for the, for the, that point that Villa got, that they shouldn't have got at Sheffield United or vice versa. It was at Villa Park, so that's it. Shawnee says, I mean, Shawnee have loads of rails over Barmody. He says, Eddie Howe brought them from League Two and had credit in the bank and rightfully so. Yeah, he did have credit in the bank, but they've had the same season for fucking three, four seasons now. Yeah. I just, there's been no progress in them. None. No. No. And they just keep spending mad money like Jordan Oyep. How much was Jordan Oyep? 15 million 15. quid. He left on a free oh, transfer. Mad. Yeah, mad right. money. Yeah, um, he, he gave six million for um, Brad, Smith. Brad Smith at the time. I think he's in America released, playing. Right, he was on loan, um, but I think he's released now. Yeah, uh, they, they've they've spent plenty of money for um, for someone that they've only a small stadium and all that. Still big money, and there, there's been no progression under him. None, none. And now he's it, it's come home to roost on him now. And uh, look, look, I'm not saying you know I hate Eddie Howe or I hate Bournemouth. I just can't understand why this happens to Bournemouth. The people go. Oh, that's bleeding desperate, isn't it? It's not like you couldn't see it coming. You know, well, um, you know, we talked we, we talked about the money they've spent, so it's a bit of a it is a bit of a gutting one for us because they were about to spend twenty three million. Oh, look, someone just well, put it on the screen. Darren Dunbar yeah. says the same. He was hoping they'd stay up and give us twenty five million for Wilson and maybe. Well, they, they had. Well, they had. They had. A, they had a, an obligation to buy if they stayed up. Automatic obligation mm. to buy twenty three million for Harry Wilson. So that's got down the pan for us now. So, but look. I agree with you, Gav. Um, I, I I I get Shawnee's point about he had credit at the bank, but you know credit runs out. We all know this, don't we? Credit mm. does run out eventually. Mm. Shawnee's um, goods was, that they've dropped uh, because there's a ten to twenty million season uh, wrote off um, on it on it off, but with regards to us because he signed these players. But that's part it, of it. Is true. They were it signing players off us, and it was just like I think he's fucking off the wall. Or what big Dom Solanke? Come and go. That's the way it's gone. The, the one thing I will say is, um, you know. The, the Villa stay up and Villa could probably need to look and probably say, listen, there's three or four of these signs that we made that just won't work. There's probably a few of them that a second season in the Premier League will do them the world of good. And they they could deal with, do you know what they could deal with? Harry Wilson. So, you know, if they're looking uh, for the, to spend yeah. a few more quid, there's a Harry Wilson going available for yeah, 25 well million. It. And you wouldn't be surprised if someone around that area of the, of the, of the league would go and, um, yeah. and and take a punt on him, you know. Um, but just, just Grizz, um, um, but Bournemouth went to Everton and won 3-1 today and Everton finished 12th. And um, there's a lot of disgruntled Everton fans already. Um, now, they're not pointing fingers at Carlo Ancelotti left yet, sorry, but 
Christmas, like someone else said, they've taken out more loans now against expected TV monies and stuff like that. They're paying 35 million quid a year on loans already. Um, he has a huge job on his hands, Chris. Huge is an understatement, Gav. I really think um, one of my mates was saying earlier today in the WhatsApp that they could really be another Leeds. They really could. Uh, loan after loan, debt after debt. Um, but I think it's weird because I think their owners will try to spend one last hurrah this summer. I do think they will, especially with the financial fair play being eased. Um, I think they're going to give Ancelotti some funds. And Ancelotti, I've said this before as well, even though he's an amazing elite, one of the legends of the coaching game, I do think he relies on money. I've always said that. I think um, they're in the last San Saloon with him already. Yeah. I, I, that's what I said. He's definitely won last hurrah this summer. You know, we've heard that they've tried to sort of buy Holberg from um, Southampton. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of a tug and war between them and Spurs for that. But look, they've got to go for it. This is this is this is their last last hurrah. Definitely. They, you know, I fear for them, mate. I fear for them big time, especially if it doesn't work with Ancelotti, because we discussed before in our previous shows, Ancelotti is their, is their best hope, is their biggest hope. He is their hope. Um, you know, so little prayer for the Evertonians this evening. I hope it goes well for them, because I can see a bad, bad ending there. This oh, won't end well. Oh, he, he hasn't got a track record, Bar Milan, of staying anywhere for very long. Mm. And I, I thought... It screamed a little bit of Mourinho at United when, when Everton got him. And I, what I mean by that is yeah. you looked at it and went three years most of heat and yeah. that's it. And I think it's I think Ancelotti might be the same. He's one of those that it takes off and he might stick around for three years. It doesn't and he just go. Um, yeah. You've seen it at Bayern and stuff like that. And Napoli, that went so well and then faded. But like Grace says, if, if he doesn't work for him, it, it doesn't work for anyone for him. I don't agree. I think they need... I I don't know what you need, but I don't I don't think Ancelotti is actually the answer for them. I'm being honest with you. He's but, not. You're spot on. But I'll just cut in on that. No, no, go ahead. Finish. Actually, finish your point. But but the, but the thing for me is is that he literally has probably this transfer window to put something in place because if he's turning around this time next year in tent, he's gonna go. Listen, yeah. this isn't happening. This isn't happening. And I'm not gonna wait. I'm, 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 I'm a man of me bleeding. What's he in? He must be in his mid to late sixties. Is he? Went to scale with Prince Philip, he did for <laughs> So, um, you know, it's it's one of those, Keith, where uh, they've stadium stuff going on, they've loans coming out, Ancelotti. It's a massive summer, and we say this for a lot of clubs, Keith, but it's a massive yeah. summer for Everton in so See, many ways. The biggest problem Everton have, Gav, is that they don't have a plan. Their plan seems to be just throw money at transfers. It's like they're focused on winning transfer windows, and that's them sorted. Like, they brought in Marcel Brandt and... They're throwing in these bids for players. They're getting <coughs> loads of shit off Barcelona. They're getting now Hoiberg and they're treating that as a victory because they got him ahead of Spores. Even though they haven't got him yet and Spores will probably push for him and get him in the end. But they're just buying players and they've had this problem for a few years now where they just throw shit at a wall and hoping something sticks. There's no, there's no plan with them. Like They're going to move into this new stadium, right? The Bleeding Titanic. That's not going to work for them. They're going to move in there. They're going to be up to their eyes in debt. If they even do move in there, they're going to be up to their eyes in debt. And their only solution is Ancelotti 
and throw money, money, money. Ancelotti won't stay there. Ancelotti is a is a an older manager. I'd say he went there, a nice little payday, right? Uh, probably likes Liverpool, so we'll go down and have a look at the European Cup in Anfield every so often because he has an attachment to that. And he'll be gone in a year. There's no way he stays there. You might have thought he'd be getting your way for cup football. Not a sniff of getting your way for cup football. They won't be near right. Europe. Chances. Grizz, you know, we, we, we're talking at the moment now, and we will over the coming weeks about value in the market. And, you know, is a £50 million player now a £30 million player and all that sort of stuff, right? But when, when you look at this, like, and when you look at Liverpool to say City and then United, uh, Chelsea, Arsenal, Sports, whatever, and we're going, you know, how do you how do the likes of United and we get on to this later the likes of United bridge that gap to Liverpool and City and you still include City in there because they're a fantastic football side but Liverpool has just blown everyone away where do, I can't see where Everton turn you know this 10 or 15 points around to go from 12th to trying to get 6th or 7th just for Europa League I just don't see it it has to be through recruitment I know you're criticising both of you are saying you know they just they haven't got a plan well this is why these clubs are in the state they are, because they don't have plans. So when you don't have plans, your only option is if you've got an owner that's willing to sort of fund you possibly around 80 million in this transfer window, that's that's all they've got because this coach, as I said, no, but I'm just saying this coach, Ancelotti, I think very clear, very clearly knows um, that the players that he's got are not up for it. It's very clear and obvious. And they have to. They've got no option but to go wild in the transfer market. This is this market is for opportunists. That's 100%. It's, a, it's for people that are desperate and need to try to sort of make the most of it and try to bridge any gap that they need to. So in, 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 Everton's, uh, in Everton's sort of situation, they need to get into sort of fighting for a Europa spot, right? So they need to bridge that gap. Otherwise, and I honestly mean this, otherwise I can see them deteriorating and sort of getting dragged, 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 just like very similar to a Bournemouth that have been stable for four or five years, but then suddenly just start getting into a, a dogfight, um, you know, just to stay afloat, just to say, you know, um, irrelevant. I mean, they're not, they're not relevant anyway, but just to stay in the league. So, I think it's a massive, huge, huge, huge window for them. And I do think the owners will back them. It just depends because their recruitment has been dog shy. We can talk about Wolbies and Walcotts and and Minas and we can talk about all these players all day long. That who's that Turkish striker? That being Min- Cenk Tons. Yeah, that being being linked with Lingard. Models yeah. to get Lingard and Andreas Pereira and any other showy bag that's yeah. getting sold by United. And like Stephen yeah, so, O'Connor so, so, says, so, players like Holberg won't improve them. I agree with oh, that. I think, will. I think no, he's I a good player. Uh, yeah, I think he's a good player, but it's a side think he's move mad. for a fella. I think it's a sideways move for him. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if he like oh, you're going for him. To, yeah, they're going. They're going to need. They're going to need well north of eighty million quid, and that's probably not doable. And on top of that. If you're going to get quality in, you're probably only looking at four players. And four players is just not enough. It's just not yeah. enough. You know what I mean? And, like, you talk about Hallberg and going, oh, no, he's a really good player. He's playing for Southampton, lads. Regar- yeah. Southampton finished playing. ahead of Everton. He's playing for Southampton. 
Okay, he is he's basically Schneider and Mark too, in my opinion. Yeah. Right, I think he's been at Bayern, hasn't he? He's come to, yeah. he's he's gone to Southampton, and he's he's been there probably eighteen months, has he? Yeah, if he was any lads, lads, if he years, was good, uh, two years, right? If he was anyway fucking what people think he was, he would have had something written into his Southampton contract to go. Listen, I can go after a year for X amount of money, and no one's come near him. No one's come near him, and Southampton have a lot of long term around them. But Maybe, that's, but again, sports. another team that aren't going to throw big books at. They're looking for, like, smarter signings, aren't they? Like, they're yeah, not but, competing at the top end. But, but, the, but the thing for me is, when you look at everything, like, you look at the keeper, for fuck's sake, right? You've, yeah. you've, a, le- you've, you've a left-back in Dina that's wanted to go back to France, I think. You've, you've the other one that's retired today, or he's left everything today. You've... you've You've uh, Seamus Coleman on the other side that's deteriorating for me. And then you look at the centre halves and you go, Mina, will you stop? Um, I like Holgate, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I don't rate Keane, okay? No. I don't know who else they have at centre half. And then in midfield, you have this fella Tom Davis that I feel sorry for him playing for playing for yeah. um, everything at this stage. You have Snyderland's gone out the door. You have a fella that they keep going on about that's never there. He's always been injured. It's just mad. And when you actually pick it apart, you're probably going, this is... This is the definition of a project yeah. over three to four years where you add two or three and you, li- you say, listen, I need we need patience here over two to three years and we're going to be very, very careful about what we've done. But the biggest mistake they've done was the, the, the guy you have, you, you were talking about earlier, he's in and no one knows if he's making the signings or anyone else is. And then mm. they had the other, didn't they have Steve Walsh before that from Leicester? And they thought yeah. it was the big queue and look where, where they left him. I think it's I think it's an absolute mess. Um, I'd say that wage bill must be whopper. Their wage bill must be through the roof. And you're signing players like well, Walcott yeah. and um, that show head off Man City. What's his name? Decent player, Fabian Delph. Like, they're not coming in cheap. Alex Awobi coming from Arsenal. He's not coming in cheap. So they yeah. must have an absolute savage wage bill. And every reject they get off United will be on top draw uh, whack as well. Yeah. And everyone they get in, they'll be thrown wages. They're, they're in danger of, if they don't strike a lucky. And if you look at the Premier League table, they came 12th. Who are they overhauling to, to get up into sixth or seventh? Because you look at the way the league finished, right? Burnley, you might think Southampton are hitting me. Southampton are a decent side under Hassan Hewell, right? They can be, you know, a mid table staple. Sheffield United, they have a plan. It's maybe not a sustainable plan to be finishing high up in the table, but they have a plan. Arsenal, you'd expect to be better. Wolves have a plan and will be better. I don't know who Everton are going to be overtaken to climb this table. Like, oh. Uh, Red Bull says um, a lot of talk about everything. I thought this was a Liverpool thing. No, this is the final day of the season, and we've just been speaking bomb at Villa. We've got on to everything, and we're going to move on in a little minute. Um, Grizz, look, it, it's going to be an interesting summer for them. We, we'll have to wait and see. And I think I just don't think everything knits together there with regards to the time that's needed and the manager that's in place. I just don't think it happens. But when you move a little bit further up, um, Spurs were mentioned there. Spurs got into. Europa League football and I believe Mourinho was only delighted about it um, I'm a bit I'm a bit weird on this one as well Grizz because I think the last place sports need to be is in Europa League especially with Mourinho in charge uh, I kind of disagree I think I think Mourinho's objective was very straightforward um, I think Levy basically didn't hire him to sort of any long-term project or rebuild as such. I think I think Levy's plan was, look, Jose, get in here and just get a trophy. Just get us a trophy, anything. 
So the more competitions they're in, in terms of the League Cup, FA Cup, Europa, the more chance, I guess, from that angle, from one angle, is the more chance they've got of winning it. Because if they're not in it, they can't win it. I don't think his, I don't think his project involves anything to do with sort of rebuilding Spurs and building this spine and cementing their place in top four again, which is, uh, which is what they were. They were a secure bet. Um, as we go on to our predictions later on from last year, everyone thought they were a secure bet for top four. I just think the landscape's changed, in my opinion, in terms of Spurs' thinking. I just think they're desperate, absolute desperate, just to get a trophy on board. And Look, say what we want about him. He's one of the best at getting a trophy for you. Even the darkest days of Man United, he's still got them a trophy or two. So look, he's gonna he's just gonna try and get him a trophy and I think Europa League, you know, give it a shot. Not that they're gonna be one of the favourites or anything, but you know, maybe maybe Mourinho's got one last magic trick up his sleeve. I don't think the aim is a trophy at all from Levy. I think the aim is more games and delighted with Europa League. Fill that stadium up as much as they can with extra games every season. With a chance to win the Europa League. They, did you see the Spurs management in Marino and all celebrating today? Mm. Mm. Oh, it's like, you know, this is Jose Marino, supposedly one of the greatest managers ever. And he's celebrating. Yeah, this is all his, yeah, this his psyche. Keith, this is all his oh, psyche. He loves, he we loves to win the Europa League. No we can't criticise. Look, we can't, one, on one hand, say Klopp when he celebrated against West Bromwich and we didn't know what it meant. So we can't suddenly say to Jose, what the fuck are you celebrating for? We know oh, he's all about no. psychology. We know yeah. he's all about telling his players, passing messages onto his players. This is it. This is the beginning of something. We don't know. I'm just speculating. You no. Know, we know he Jose, like that. Jose would rather be in the Europa League than be out of the... You know, really sometimes you think you're better off maybe missing out on Europe and concentrating on your league like Arsenal. Mm. Arteta could probably deal with... Arsenal just have him a game a week, build a squad and try to get them back up. There's no way Jose would want that. <laughs> no way, Jose. No way that's going to happen. Um, it's happening for you tonight. No. But it's... I don't know what's going on. Uh, but it's... Um, there's, there's, I'm just throwing out spitting rhymes all night here, Grizz. I don't know what's oh, happening. Okay. But it's... It, it, he's in that to get into Europe. He's in that uh, to, to win trophies. That's what Jose wants. He can't win league, Champions League with sports. So Europa League could be the one, right? Bang! Even Europa League for sports, he's a fucking legend. They'll name a stand after him because they don't win anything like that. So that's well, fine for him. Can't... And Levy just wants more games. That's all he wants. I, I, I just, I just can't see. I, the reason why I think what I think is there's no other. There's no other purpose. There's no long term purpose ever no. for Jose Mourinho. You know, you only bring him in if. And I just think you know, and I really think Spurs are in that situation, especially their fans. I know a couple of their fans and. And they just want a trophy. They're hating. They're absolutely hating the way their team is playing. They said we rather if we're gonna if we're gonna be finishing fifth, sixth, or wherever they finished, we'd rather play good football and do that. But on the other hand, they're saying if this kind of shit brings us a trophy, we'll forget you. So they're a bit confused themselves, just like you know, the whole the whole club is confused at the moment. Which way are they going? Where are they going with Jose? Jose is, you know, a, you know, he's got a he's got a reputation for you know for re, for for bringing in trophies and just mm. fucking everything up while he's while he's while he's doing it. And look, at the moment, if he keeps manages to keep Kane, which he will, because no one's going to buy Kane no now. Gonna, yeah. Kane was hundred million plus. Now you'd be lucky to get 80, 70 for Kane. 
You know, and yeah, who's Andy Walsh, Who, who in yeah. world football wants Harry Kane now, in my opinion? I don't think there's many clubs out there uh, that would no. want Harry Kane Definitely or want to pay that kind of money. So I think I think he's, I think their just aim is just to get any kind of trophy and then and then he'll be off again and then he'll just blow up everything in the club before he goes. And that's the way he rolls. But it has to be said, he is doing well. No, Darren <laughs> Dunbar says they're in, they're in fourth in the farm table since Jose came in. Now, he said that. He said that. <laughs> and listen, Stevie, Stevie <laughs> and Danny, Stevie and Danny reckon I'm just not listening to you and I'm ordering something online uh, on Justy. But I'm oh, not. Um, I'm oh, just, I'm actually looking through the predictions for the season and I'm looking forward to them. Um, but the thing for me is, uh, listen, I'm not saying that they haven't improved under Mourinho results-wise. I think the football, look, you know what you, know what you get with Mourinho. Yeah. The thing for me is, is that I don't think it's the biggest squad in the world. And when I look at it and Europa League football with that stadium could be empty for another couple of months, you don't know. And then you're trying to, you're, you have to get back into Champions League because that, that stadium becomes a noose around your neck. It Look how bad it was on Arsenal. They were in the fucking Champions League every year. Yeah, You know what I mean? Um, sure. I, I don't know. Maybe Josie was told, listen, get into Europa and we'll give you X amount of money extra or something along them lines and he's delighted. I don't know. but The break done them well. The break done them well because a lot of their injured players came back and they yes. sent Son off to do military service Correct. and all in South Korea yeah. during the pandemic. So Spurs benefited, you know, very well. There's a lot of clubs, did. you know, we got Alisson back. I don't know how long he was going to be out for, but, you know, Spurs just benefited nicely. They got Kane back. They got Lloris back. They got Son so, off. So, so. They've got a few tasty players, Keith. They have, got and they signed well. Yeah, like Lo Celso took a while to settle in, really, but he's flourishing now under Mourinho tasty rather than player. Pochettino. And Bergwijn as well will be a very good player for them. Yeah, he looks good. I like him. Um, there's a bit of talk around here around the FA Cup and the uh, you know Arsenal getting into uh, the Europa League and stuff like that, or will it be Wolves? Um, because if Arsenal win the FA Cup, of course, they get Europa League spot. And then the question is, if Arsenal lose it, do, does, does it go to, obviously, Chelsea winning it? Does it go to seventh in the league? Does it be in a bit? But Danny Emery reckons Chelsea are short of a top six finish. So if they qualify for the Europa, Europe's second tier competition by winning the FA Cup, Europa League qualification will go down to seventh in the Premier League instead of automatically to Arsenal because they lost the final. Um, oh. We'll have to look into that. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Um, sorry, Danny says that's from the Premier League website. So, <coughs> um, maybe it's been so. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Don't uh, moving up, moving up slightly. Um, Spurs finish sixth, and then we get to the the, the I suppose the, the drama of the day. Um, Grizz, Leicester City have taken nineteen. Sorry, twenty three points since in nineteen games since we beat them on the twenty sixth of December. Um, they don't deserve Champions League football, Chris. No, 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 no. There's that they don't. Um, can't defend that. You just can't. There's no. There's no way of. There's no way of me of or anyone who's even a fan of sort of Brendan Rodgers' coaching methods that can defend that. But again, what I will say is, if you offered them that at the start of the season. Fifth, sixth, they'll take that. Can't help. He look, he had very crucial injuries at very crucial times. Just when the run-ins coming in, he's without all right. Sunch is a bit of a mad can himself, so he's done that himself. Chilwell, um, Pereira, one of the best fullbacks in the Premier League. 
Madison. You know, you've got to say that's that's that would hurt. Any three major players from any look, you take out three pl- major players, you take out Mane, VVD, and and Hendo out of our team. You know, it would affect us. So look, um, but it's it's a disastrous run. It's a disastrous run. We talked about the COVID sort of situation helping certain clubs. Well, it didn't help Leicester for whatever reason. Um, you know, and and it's uh, it's a bit of a shame. It's a massive shame, actually, because you know I, I really wish they pipped Man United to it. Would have been brilliant. We would have feasted throughout the summer. We still will feast throughout the summer, but you know it won't be this. It won't be as much. But look, you're right. They don't deserve Champions League. But overall, it's been an okay season for Leicester. I wouldn't say it's a disaster. You've got to take it, everything. You've got to look it at is a disaster. It's a disaster. You can't it's take everything. Disaster. You can't look at that as... Oh, you understand what you're saying, Grizz, that, you know, if you said at the start of the season that they're going to come fifth, they'd be delighted with that. If you told them that at Christmas they were going to be second and that they were on air tail to catch us and then they were going to die and on the that second half of the season, they were going to average 1.1 points, points per game. We said we done shows after Christmas where it was Liverpool, City and Leicester guaranteed for Champions League and then a battle for the fourth place. They have gone. like does, yeah, And it's amazing what a good media campaign will do because I'm reading loads about, you know, how did all they manage to turn around the 14 point deficit? Well, a lot of that was down to Leicester sort of throwing away a huge deficit. They just, I don't know if it's Rodgers, right? Rodgers. It, it is Rodgers, right? It he is Rodgers. He failed with that. It is Rodgers. And and you you can go on about injuries all you like, but at the end of the day, he he had the summer to sort it out. He had the yeah. winter to sort it out. If he felt there was something wrong, he you know okay, he leaves us three or four, but he should have three or four that are able to come in. And if they're not as good as the three or four that have been out, which is fair, Chilwell, uh, Pereira is it is the right back, um, and one or two others, fine. But he failed to adapt, and he, yeah. he, he, and what he done was instead of sticking to the system he was playing, he tried to get clever yeah. with with players that weren't as good as the players he had in the first place. If them players were so fucking good, right? Why didn't he just play the system he was playing? Like at the end of the season, he changed the system. This. He starts he said, changing he, formations. All he changed over. the system. He I changed agree. the system and his way of playing with inferior players and tried to be I clever. Agree. In in a, and over after over nineteen games, Brendan Rodgers picked up twenty three points in the Premier League. That is a fucking I, disgrace, Chris. Gav, I, I that's a disgrace. What I'm saying is, and I agree that Rodgers. We've discussed this many times. Rodgers has got this sort of he's got this switch inside where he thinks suddenly he's gonna he's suddenly playing FIFA and he wants to invent a new formation yeah. in his head. And he tries to put that on the pitch. I agree. I agree with that. What I'm saying is everyone take a deep breath. Everyone have a cold glass of milk. Look at the league table. And please, no one can tell me that that's a disastrous season for Leicester. You don't, it doesn't work like that. You don't, you don't look at it in patches. Oh, this team had a oh, brilliant Grace, 19 stop matches. No, Grace, stop. Yeah, you can't, can, Grace, it doesn't Grace, work like that. Grace, Grace, come here and tell you. Come here and tell you, Grace. Does it work like that? Grace, come here and tell you. Come here. Terrible if, 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 come here and tell you, Grace. It's the not voice, a terrible season. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. It's not a terrible season. Grace, Grace, it's a fucking disaster. It's an unmitigated yeah. disaster. And let me tell you why. If Liverpool go into this season 
right? And a lot of people are tipping, look, the season just gone. Liverpool approached this season and we're talking about Man City are, you know, 198 points over two seasons. They're fucking off the wall. Um, they've added this and they've added that, right? And I say to you, where do you think Liverpool have finished? And you say to me second, right? Now, I turn to you and I say to you on fucking Stevens' day or Boxing Day, whatever way you want to call it, that Liverpool are going to be 14 points clear of Manchester City. No, you City. don't look at oh, it. No, 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 no. You, Grizz, you fucking you don't. Grizz, Grizz, you have to take it into context that it is. If I, if I, Grizz, if I tell you Liverpool Football Club are 14 points clear of Manchester City with 19 games to go and they don't and they get beaten by two points, are you going to turn to me and say, well, we kind of said second to be grand at the start of the season, Grizz, stop. Come on. If anybody if anybody had Leicester City to finish ahead of the likes of, I'm not, I haven't got the table in front of me, but whatever, then first place. If you'd asked me at the start of the season, I would have said they finished fifth, sixth, seventh. And, that's, and they finished fifth. Disaster is finishing out of those top six or top eight. As a club, as overall, they've had a disastrous spell. They've had a disastrous 19 games or whatever you, you, you said. No one of any sane mind can deny that. But that takes but all what, without context. And you're a man that loves context. But, 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 but my context, Keith, is you look at the start of the season expectations for a club like Leicester and, and you adjust where them. they finish. And you need to adjust You don't adjust them. Look, oh, look, you adjust them. You just, you just, you adjust them if you've got the squad to adjust in, in, mid, in mid-season. If you pick Chris, up a few injuries, Chris, Leicester without Chris. Vardy, Leicester without thing, are not the same as a Man United or Liverpool who can sort of their yes, squad Chris. is good enough. We've said that. Chris. You get to a step stage of the season and you always reevaluate. It's the yeah. same way. It's the same way that Ferguson always spoke about. I always watch and I watch. We're and talking watch. about Leicester here, Fer- guys. No, 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 no. But it's, it's listen. You have to take into context. Take into context, right? What I'm saying to you is, when you get to certain parts of the season, you reevaluate what you're doing. Yeah. The same way that when you get to January and you go, and I'll put it to you this way, Chris. In 13, 14, we got to January, mm. right? And we mm. were well in the mix, right? We got, and, and what, what happened at the end of the season? What did he say? They said, if we had have added A, B, or C, and it's actually 2008 is a better scenario, right? Yeah. If we'd have added a player in that we weren't left with David and Gog as our backup to Fernando Torres, we would have won the league because we, we didn't reevaluate properly. That was part of the argument. Now, you can't tell me that Leicester City approached the first of fucking January with 13, between 10 and 13 or 15 points clear of the fifth place team. They're in tour, remember. They're in tour, and they get Awful. to the end. They get to the end, and if I'll put it this way, Chris, if if I'm running Leicester City and Brendan Rodgers walks into my office tomorrow and says, "Look, um, we finished fifth, but it, we said at the start of the season that'd be good," I'd fucking fucking throw a window, Chris. Yeah. He whips out three envelopes, you know, and these are me predictions you know, for the season. Do you know what it is? Oh, I think. Look, I think, the way I look at it, right? We we we'll probably move on now. Right, no, so I want the last. For your sake, we should. No, no, want you, no, 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 you have the last word. I'll, I'll give my last word. Sorry, what I'm saying is they had a tremendous first 19 games, overachieved, and they had a disastrous last 19 games. But overall, I wouldn't call it a disastrous season. They had a disastrous 19 games uh, and overachieved in the first 19 games. If I was a Leicester fan, I'd be absolutely fuming. I think a lot of fume from Liverpool fans is because of the fact that they. Fucked up, sack getting into the Champions League. Oh, yeah. well, that's you know, that's fair enough. You know, I would I'd sack him because yeah. I think You're a very aggressive person. Though no, I'm not a very aggressive person. But listen, come here and I tell you when when Leicester <laughs> City, when when Leicester City when Leicester City were 
where on-air tales, as they called it, and people were bigging them up and bigging them up. And, and me and others said, they, they won't, they go away, right? You were, you were told, oh, yeah, well, Leicester this or Leicester that. And now they've done this. He's shown himself to be unable to adjust, right? Unable. Go on, Keith. No bottle. Yeah, Keith, no bottle. Keith I'll let you have the last one. He's, he does everything by halves. The man has teeth like Joey Essex and lips like a brunch ice cream. He can wow. do nothing and see nothing through to the end. He's a bleeding bum yeah. and I'd sack him straight away. Gone. I'd P45. Sack I'd sack him because if, 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 if this... If this, have that opinion. if this if this is... If this is um, That's the best he can do. If do any better. If this is a sign of things to come when he only performs for half a season and then when things get tough and I don't hate the argument of losing players. Liverpool lost players throughout the season. Right, um, and We've and this is what's going to happen. This is what the squad. this you know they're hold on a minute. They're they're hold on a minute. Let you hold on a minute. We're talking about Chilwell and and Sionchu and and whoever else who's Harvey Barnes, right? Um, Tielemans, but, but the other fella that they say is great, but he's not. Um, Madison, right? So. You're talking about all this, and what's said when when these players are linked, particularly Chilwell, take for two weeks ago. Chilwell was mm. linked to X amount of money to go to. I think it was either Chelsea or Man City. Chelsea, it could have been both, both them. right? Both. And what was the word that came out of Leicester, Chris? I'll tell you what the word that came out of Leicester was. We are in no position that we need to sell any of our players. So don't call Leicester a mid-table team. They're not. Four years ago, they were the champions of England, Chris. Yeah. All right, okay. If Leicester enough, are right, but, but what I'm saying so is, well, how would you describe them? Would you describe them as okay? Okay, I would describe them as a team. I would describe them as a, as a club that are extremely self sufficient, right? Yeah. Are extremely well run. Have spent a hell of a lot of money. Okay, hold on. Have spent a hell of a lot of money and have been given a fifteen point fucking head start over half a season. They haven't been given a head start. They've earned. They've. they've, they've no, it's not a head start. Yeah. Listen, they, listen, they they, it's not a head start. They played brilliation for 90 So they had, but they had a manager that was sitting with that amount of a lead, right? And didn't look, he thought, I'm the fucking business. I'll do nothing. I'm not squad. talking about the and manager. Then when the first thing went, See, this is, you the, have the to talk. Different. Chris, you the have goal to goals. speak about the manager. I'm talking you about the club's see. goals. Listen, I'm talking about the club's goals and achievements. The manager we've discussed fucked it up. The manager tried to be clever. We've discussed that you fucked Chris, it up. If you're, if you're the chief, if you're the chief City, executive, I'm happy with fifth. If you're the chief chief executive of, of Leicester City Football Club and you're sitting down to your Christmas dinner, right? Mm, mm. And I say to you, what's your expectation for the season, right? <laughs> what's your expectation for the season? There's not a hope in hell you say you fucking take fifth. No yeah. fucking way. With United falling asunder, Chelsea all over the shop, right? And you're on the tails of Liverpool, apparently. Well, it was probably 13 to 15 points at that stage. But at the end of the day, that manager, right, and that set of players completely and utterly bottled the season and they are a fucking disaster, right? It's I think a lot of it's to do with... I think right? a lot... They left, they, they left shy bags in because that's they fell off a cliff. It's not like they, they, that. <laughs> but it's not like United and Chelsea were just amazing. <laughs> they were given, the, the the door was wide open and held open for them and, and they were greeted in by Leicester. Fucking terrible. I think it's a good. I think I think it's a good debate. I think you. I agree with you. I enjoyed it. 75 percent yeah. of. Uh, I agree with you. Seventy five percent of it. It's just when at the end where you say it's a disaster. Look, Bournemouth's a disaster. All those teams that have gone down are a disaster. You know, Everton's a disaster. Leicester is all right. Average to bad season. You know, it's not a disaster. That's all I've said. 
I would, I would, if I was a Leicester City player with anything about me, I'd be on to my agent first thing in the morning. Right? Yeah. Now, having said that, if any club out there is looking at some of them players, they'd be going, <laughs> you're rating them at that? No. He's part of a collective there that done this. And I think it's it's one of the, it, it, it's right up there with one of the biggest collapses in, in the Premier League. <laughs> it is. It is. No, fair enough. I'm I agree. Totally. Look, facts are facts. Stats are stats. I can't argue with that. Mm. I, I I agree. It's been a disastrous last whatever, you know, nineteen games. Disastrous. Mm. But the season overall is not a disaster for Leicester City. Uh, I I I think it's an absolute. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I think we're interesting. all entitled to have our opinions. We move on because um, we have to do our predictions and stuff like that, or give out our predictions. Um, what we done last summer. Um, so Leicester. Are terrible and Roger should be sacked. I think that's what we've come 100%, to. Conclusion. Yeah, I'll agree. Um, I'll mute Grizz. I'll mute Grizz when I say that. <laughs> but, um, but, but you look then and you know, there was, we've looked at it over a couple of weeks. I mean, we thought, we thought Chelsea and, and United would get it just simply because of the, the fall that Leicester were on, Keith. And mm. how big is it for both of them to get it? Because we've seen the signings Chelsea have already made in Zoyech and Werner. They've been linked with Koi Havertz and possibly oh, one or two well. more. Yeah, right, yeah. so it looks like that'll be done, and then Manchester United, is of course, um, Manchester United, the, the word coming out of there has been that a lot will depend on where they finish in the league. It's massive for both of them, isn't it? It is, it's huge for both of them, and a lot of people are sort of panicking about both of them, um, to in context with ourselves, but again, that they don't seem to have plans, right? You know, you're after Sancho every dog on the street knows you know that after Sancho but now apparently they're getting linked with Coleman because Sancho doesn't look like it's going to happen Chelsea are buying a stack of strikers right shitload of them forward players they're pony at the back they need a new keeper and a new defence I've seen someone on Twitter put up imagine facing this next season and it was Werner Havert Zoyech Mason Mount and Christian Pulisic fucking rub your hands together if Chelsea lined up with that coming up against you them five, a goalie, and then what? A shitty back four? You'd absolutely go through them. Like, they don't have a plan. Chelsea signing all these forwards. They are banking on, you know, this really hitting the ground. They're going to do well, right? They are going to do well. But they have so many more holes to fill than what they have at the moment. Um, Man United. Man United have the, the guts of a good team. But have they really, you know, it's the Emperor's new clothes a bit with them. I think it's, you know... They've got good players in Greenwood come, has come in there and done really well. Marshall's hit form. Um, the other fella, Rashford, good player, right? The Bruno, who was the best player since sliced bread, but, you know, we'll reserve judgment on him. A very good player, technically great player. Um, but is he the answer? I don't know. They've, they're Malogi at the back as well. So they need to do stuff. So I don't know. It's... Um you know, they're being linked with all black for a hundred mil- uh, million. You're, you're both telling me that Koi Havertz is done, so you're looking at it 70, is going, 80 million. Is confirmed it. Is sister confirmed it? <laughs> yeah, someone released, Terry, I think, released a text message. Yeah, yeah, they, she's, she's, it's all done. Okay, so, cool. so listen, I've no issues with what they're doing. Um, they're spending the money, but Grizz, now, fair play. D- does it feel like, does it feel like Chelsea are, look, I, it looks a bit lopsided to me, now don't get me wrong, if they signed all black and, a really good centre half and a really good full back on either side, you go, yeah, 
you can make you can make things walk. <laughs> well, um, you can you can make things walk. Like, no, but that, that's what you're looking at. But, no, don't put a past. That's what I'm saying. Do, do, does it look? Does it? You see, I don't know how much. I don't know how much confidence they have in, in in Lampard, but it seems to me a bit of a strategy of listen. We have to go for this now, and we have this fella in charge, and we're going to lump it all on him. And if it doesn't work with Lampard, we still have some amazing players there, and we might be able to bring someone else in. Does this seem to you like a big, massive gamble from them, and just going for it? It's not a gamble. It's a calculated yeah. gamble. It's his money. Yeah. This is the, this is the difference between a Roman Abramovich and someone like Everton who won't use their own money, kind of just banking on loans, loans, loans. This guy is mad. We know he's mad. Ever since he's been in the Premiership, he's mad. His hunger died for a little while. He was having personal problems with his family, with his missus, with visas, with the issues. He got bored of football. His passion's back. Financial fair play has been eased. He had a transfer ban. He's got fucking ton loads of money. I'm talking billions, man. This guy will and keep laughing about a whole back four. He's gonna put eighty million pound on for all black. In this day and age, that's 120, 130 million. I don't think he'll get all black. I think they'll settle for Pope, the Burnley yeah. keeper. But the point is, this is what they're doing. This market is all about capitalizing. As we, as you said at the start of the show, this 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 market is all about capitalizing for and trying to go and get your players for 30 million that would have been 50 60 million yeah your 50 60 million players are going to be your 80 90 100 million players and that's what he's doing he's got he's got money and he's going to spend it and he's going to spend it on however he wants the only drawback the only drawback from if I was a Chelsea fan point of view well not even because Chelsea fans are used to this sort of rotation of managers every year or two they don't give a shit as long as the trophies keep coming in right the only drawback, and you touched upon it, is is this Roman Romic doing the recruiting and buying and picking and choosing? Because these players don't seem like what Chelsea need. You'd think Frank yeah, Lampard, in his head, Frank Lampard, in his head, would know. We all, look, none of us are professional, right? Well, I'm the closest thing to professional of our three, but none of us are professional, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. right? Yeah. But, but, but we can see, but we can see Chelsea need to build from the back, right? We've all, how many times have we discussed they need some centre-half, some full-backs? The, the keeper's atrocious. He makes brilliant saves, but he's atrocious overall. But what's Lampard's owner doing? He's building from the front. Now, a top tactician, a top coach, a coach that's sort of in charge of everything doesn't do that. You know, he builds from the back, he makes his foundations. The, the foundations are built on sand. We know that. You know, we smashed five past them when they were up for it. Think about that. We smashed five past them when they had everything to play for. So it shows you what kind of foundation they've got. That's the only drawback if I was a Chelsea fan thinking, hold on, Roman, lovely, brilliant, exciting signings. But surely Lampard's saying, buy me two centre-backs, buy me a full-back, buy me a keeper. That's the only thing. But listen, fair play to them. They're going to spoon the cash. It's not a risk. It's his money. He got, yeah. you, know, you know, it's he would have spent it on, I don't know, he would have spent it on another sort of, Business venture buying the oil field. One, one think, of the best I think, things. I think. Uh, sorry, just on the more before I get yeah. to I think the one thing about the money is that you said something interesting there because Abramovich wasn't pumping the money into Chelsea. Um, you're, you're right in what you're saying. He wasn't allowed in the UK. He had personal issues, yeah. whatever else it was. The other reason was because he couldn't pump that amount of money in, Grizz, because FFP were be watching you and they knew City yeah. were being watched. Now, the other thing is now, with it being relaxed, I think he's going to be able to throw some money in there and, 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 you know, gloss over it and probably do it in one big lump. 
And this is what I'm saying is, is it might be a calculated gamble. I think the calculations are slightly off because I think you're right. They're, they're top loading this and they should be looking a slightly different way. Literally like by a spine of a team, you know, the kind of way. But um, I think you're right. I think you'll throw the money in there. But I think it's 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 a big risk because I think you're right. I think you can put whatever you want on the pitch. But when Liverpool turn up at 70% and lash a fucking part or five past you, um, there's still... There's still a lot going on. 48 likes, as Stephen Mack, he said, sort it out. Uh, you need to sort it out. 57. 48 likes is a f- 57. 57 now. Um, still a disgrace. Um, get hmm. your finger out. Um, I can't be any noiser than that. Uh, Keith, just quickly on Chelsea. Um, what way do you see this going with them? Well, you see, the, the, the thing with Chelsea, someone's after putting in there, they've put Peter Cech in as the director of football. And that's a, a big point. And your woman, Marianne Grandakovska, is that her name, as the chief executive, yes. has been huge for them because... They went through a bit of a purgatory where no, your man was, um, what was it? Yeah, Emanalo was, was in charge of all the transfers. They went off the boil and then they had no one really doing it. They didn't replace him. So they seem to be getting uh, a team under Roman to do that business. Roman may not be as actively involved, but Chelsea are, are certainly doing it. Now, people may be right that they're doing what we done a few years ago, building from the front, but they do not need Coy Havertz. Now, I know when a player comes up like that, you go for it, right? You take that risk. It's not a gamble as such, but there's so much more they need. Like, Jan Oblak's going to be a 100 million release clause they're going to have to be paying for him. Atletico aren't going to give him away for, for cheap. And they're not going to be conned into taking Kepe and 20 million or any shit like that for Jan Oblak. So they've a lot of money that they're still going to need. Chilwell isn't going to come cheap. They need a right back. They need, a, well, maybe not a right back. Reese James could slot in there. But they need, certainly need another centre back. In my opinion, they need a centre back. They need a left back and they need a goalie. That's still a lot of money on top of what they've already outlaid. They can do it because they have that money. So let, leave them too. I wouldn't be worried too much about them. Before I get on to, before I get on to United and then finally Liverpool, um, Jer Cahill says, European podcast lads, Champions League and Europa. Jer, we will keep you covered throughout the summer. Don't you worry about that. Whether that's Europa League, Champions League, transfers, drafts, quizzes, yeah. you name it, we'll come up with something. Bingo. Um, bingo. Virtual horse racing and um, bookies. Yeah. Um, Sudoku for, for, we do anything. Don't worry about it, Jer. And um, we will have you covered. Uh, Stevie says, and this is at you, Chris, Thiago not happening. I hear any truth in this, Chris? Thiago not happening. Is any truth in that? No. Thiago is happening. Definitely happening. Chris has, um, yeah. Chris has absolutely nailed his colors to the, um, Thiago mast and he's he's not from Oven. Uh Keith, I'm gonna stay with you and on to United and listen, we know Man United are a money making machine. Yeah. We know they've been up and down over the last couple of seasons in and out of the Champions League, whatever yeah. else. But is this result today and the fact that they're back in the Champions League a trigger for numerous players that were just holding back on United and weren't really ready to commit because of, you know, there's, more, there's, there's, there's trouble with the owners, you see it with fans. Then there's obviously Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in charge, there's being talk of unrest here and there. And, oh, you know, do I do I risk this and fucking I fall flat on my face? Is this the trigger now for numerous players to go, yeah, I'm ready to, I'm ready to, um, ready to go for it? They're going to, yeah, they're going to go ape shit in the transfer window. I agree. They're not going to do one because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not up to the job. Despite what every Man United fan will tell you, they're clutching at straws. The fella's a fucking chance, all right? He's after getting in there. They're championing. Again, I'll say this. It's amazing what a good media campaign will do. They got 66 points. Same as last season. 66 points. No better. 
and they're trying to convince you they've turned it around. They haven't. You know, they're known they're closer to Bournemouth than they are to us. You know, they the days of, of winning the league at the moment on eighty eight points, eighty six points isn't happening. So they've a huge job. So throw money at players if they're not the right players. They can bring in Jaden Sancho. We'll make a huge difference. Do they really need that player at the moment? In my opinion, okay, improve that squad. But he won't really improve. Like Greenwood's come in there and has done well with Marshall and Rashford, with Fernandez behind them, with Pogba coming into their midfield. Again, they need defenders. Do they need a new keeper? They won't have to spend because they could look at Henderson as the replacement for the hair. Is that an upgrade? I don't know. Like they've got holes as well. They, they, they pinning them, pinning all their colours on Harry Maguire being Virgil Van Dijk when he's really an English Dejan Lovren. You know they, they've got problems as well. But they will throw money around. They will get big players, and they'll be doing winning transfer windows because they'll bring in, let's say, Koulibaly, let's say Sancho and Grealish as Chris Prosser has put in there. Will it make them any real? You know, will it improve them that much? I don't know. I don't think so. I think I think you need to see some drop from um, Liverpool. You'll have to see a similar season for City next season, as you've seen this season, and you need mm. to see United put another 15, 16 points on that, on what they've done um, to get near to even City. And I just yeah. don't see it. You know, stranger things have happened. We we set the same in 13, 14, and we, we were pleading, having the, having the crack. But Yeah, um, but right we could now, tell, Gav. We could tell. We were yes. clutching our straws. We yes. were, it was built on blade and quicksand. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, Stevie says, even with City Strength, we'll be out of sight by Christmas again. I like Stevie. Except, yeah. except when Liverpool don't win and Stevie. Oh, he's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Stevie's a blade. Bananas. <laughs> he's bananas when Liverpool <laughs> lose. Uh, I'd be sitting there, you know, even in the games that didn't matter and I'm going, oh, fuck this. Still no pot after this with Stevie on the cans. This is going to be fucking insane. Um, Grizz, for you, do you agree? You know, it'll go a bit mental in the transfer window and, and again, just try to, Instead of taking two steps forward, just fucking jump to the top of the rung as, as quick as he possibly can. I think I upset a lot of uh, listeners and, and, and viewers uh, with my Leicester defending of Leicester City. I think I'm going to you've, you've every more, right. You've but, every right to do that, Chris. But, but I'm going to upset a few more, I think, because um, I think they will go batshit crazy. I think they will. And, and again, you know, certain clubs will be a bit able to and should because this is their chance to catch up as much as they can. Um, but I also think, I know there's been a lot of talk about Ole and he's taken a lot of shit. But again, it's one of those where you've got to take into context what he's done. He's got them into Champions League, which was the best they could have hoped for from where they were when he took over. They were a very disunited squad in terms of the likes of Lingard, you know, uh, Martial not happy, the usual Pogba circus, staying or going, committing. They have got major issues. You know, we know they have major issues. We know they think Maguire is their VVD. We know Maguire is an absolute skirtle at best. Um, we know De Gea is finished. He's on his way down and they need to replace him. But, you know, I think they're going to cling on like we used to cling on and hope that, our great players of the past will still get us through. Do you remember we went through that phase? We used to go through that phase because because of the we had so much trust and faith and love in our players. We used to think, oh, no, they'll come good, they'll come good. 
So I get they're going through that phase. But I think he's done a very decent job, Gav McKeith. I really do. I think he's united them. Um, I think there's a there is a hunger and desire. He's a young, fit squad. Um, there's flaws in it. There's holes in it. There's gaps in it. There's weaknesses. But again, they're a club that've got money. They're a club that are looking. You can see that the type of players that they're going for, that they're looking to cover those holes. Apart from the Sancho one, now I know Sancho is totally opposite of what they need, but Sancho is a world class talent. We all know that. And if they can secure him for the next five, six years, fair play to them. But the fact that they are targeting centre backs, they are, you know, they are possibly thinking about bringing back Henderson. They're targeting full backs. I think I think they will do well again this summer. Fair play to them. Whether it will be enough to get within 10, 15 points of us even? No, I don't think it will be. But yeah, it will see. be an improvement on their on their level. My my worry for them is, and, and Stevie says, "Sorry, lads, I get emotional." Steve, you get as emotional as you like. We we think yeah. oh, it's the crack. We we think ah, that's sorry. Um, yeah, we think it's the crack. Hard. Don't be worried about it, man. Other podcasts might get upset at you, but we most certainly won't. <laughs> and um, but listen, come here. But the thing I, I've heard out of out of um, you know. Manchester United over the last year or so was that and, and, and it's been said but in the media and it's been said by former players like Gary Neville and like Rio Ferdinand and stuff and they, they've looked hard, they've looked hard at Liverpool's kind of way of doing things and for me their next step would be probably toward they've ended up in toward by default in my opinion you know 66 points toward in the league yeah. is is barbaric to be couldn't honest, agree more um, couldn't agree more but I think they need to be looking at breaking 80 next season. Mm-hmm. And it won't get them a title, but if they break 80, you go, that's great. We've Progress. Brought, we've brought three or four players in. We've put another 15 points on our total, and we feel like there's more to go. I get a feeling that if they try go, let's go for a fucking 100. Let's sign five fucking massive players, and it doesn't yeah. go well. They're back to... They're back... They've gone back beyond fucking Ole Gunnar Solskjaer being being brought in as manager. They've gone back to David Moyes. You know they've taken so many steps backwards because again you're left with a lot of overpaid players, which they will be. You know you just hand out money, hand over fist, um, and what happens is you have a manager coming in that mightn't like a lot of them, and you're back to square one. The heat they need to, although the the want will be to go. We came toward. We can definitely push on. Make toward our own, but look up rather than backwards and the, the temptation will be to throw a shitload of money around thinking that's the way forward and I'm not too sure it is for them but we'll have to wait and see but listen enough of all them shite bags um, <laughs> Liverpool uh, is the place to be uh, Liverpool uh, finished the season on 99 points and as Shane Daverin said on Twitter today imagine doing 97 points and then turn around and going I'll just better that and do 99 when let's be honest about it for 8 games of this season we didn't really care yeah. um, it's Grace, uh, Grace, yeah, I'll come to you first. It's a mind-blown season for me, Grace. Absolutely mind-blown. It is, Gareth. The more you think about it, the more time we've had to reflect, the more time we've had to put our feet up and sort of think, like, what the F did we just do? Two seasons, nearly 100 points a season. It's unheard of. Where, you know, apart from City, who have spent 500 half a billion, right, to build that squad, to get that to that level. Who else has remotely done that on sort of the budget, the structure, 
the the recruitment that we've done, the manner we've done it. No one is unheard of. We are the best run club in world football. We are the best run club in world football. And on top of that, we've become the best club in world football as well. What more do our fans want? What more do we want? It's an absolute dream and a pleasure to be a Liverpool fan at the moment. And I'm slowly starting to sort of let it sink in. It's sinking in slowly, slowly. It hadn't. I was still a bit of, there was surrealness, but now it's sinking in sort of the heights that we've reached. And when you see these programmes where it goes through, already there's programmes out where it shows Klopp's start of the season and, and the, the journey and, and the journey throughout and the incidents and the games. Week after week after week, we went out and won games of football, despite anything and everything. And we were magnificent. So, you know, it's it's time to soak it in, Gaff, for me personally. Um, I think if we wanted to qualify for the Champions League, I think we would have had it done after, and I'm going to say this, I have a feeling we would have had it done after about 22 games, <laughs> 23 <laughs> games, which would have been 22 wins and a draw, which would have yeah. qualified. So for 16 games, we would have been just sitting around going, we were in the Champions League with who, um, when you look at the end of the season. Uh, a lot was made, Keith, of the, um, you know, the, the, the points totals and going unbeaten and stuff like that. And that was a media thing for me. It was just something yeah. to keep the, the season interesting. Um, you know, I'll stand by this thing. If if we were under any sort of pressure, and I mean, back after the break, eight points, nine points clear, we would have smashed a hundred points without a fucking shadow of a doubt. We would have tore teams apart. Um, yeah. But it's it, it's it's our best ever season, Keith. For me, yeah, it's our best and ever season. People lose sight of that again. I keep saying it, but it's amazing what media sort of coverage can do because and I don't mean like gimps on Twitter and all that telling you that we didn't break we weren't successful we weren't unbeaten we didn't break points records like media outlets are saying this as well you know we're not getting the praise we deserve it's the second highest points total of all time behind one point less than cities you know we absolutely marmalade that league we would have had that rap we would have had a hundred and odd points if we'd have had anything to play for we've had seven guard of honours on the pitches it's been yeah. embarrassing it's yeah. fucking embarrassing. Everyone yeah. has given us a guard of honour. Do you know what I mean? I think we should carry that into next season as well and parade the European Cup even when we don't win it. I think we should be doing that next season. I just the, parade the milk the cup and all of it. Oh, everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's crazy the respect that we're not getting for what we've achieved. We yeah. all know what we achieved, but others will tell you, you know you're the next big thing. You know you have been the story with Bruno. Since Bruno signed, they'd be top of it. All this crap that you have to listen to. Listen, we have been amazing this year. And it's not, it's our own fans are just as bad. Let's be honest about it. Looking for signings and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when is, you know, tweeting John Henry or Linda, you know what I mean? Abusing them. Like all that carry on needs to stop. You need to sit back and soak in what we've done. It's been ridiculously good. Mm. And don't be worrying about bleeding transfers what happens happens we have Klopp and that's all that matters yeah apparently uh, James Pierce has said that Liverpool are looking to cash in on Gini Wijnaldum this summer yeah. so we'll it's all to starting to click it's all yeah. dropping into place people losing their shit today because Mark Ogden said well, that we're not going to sign Thiago what's he know mm. we listen to him for yeah don't be minding him Sugar is that to tell you Chris um, said it that's all we need lads 
we're over well over the arrow, but um, I wanted a couple of things. Our Discord group is open. Go to um, go to our Twitter. It's our pin tweet, I think. Um, but if it's not, I'll make it tonight. Literally, go in there, lads. There's loads of sections in there about a general chat. The podcast. Uh, people this week have gone mad about uh, the funniest bits of the season. So I'm going to edit it all together. If the people come along and tell me what bits they want in. Um, basically the date of the podcast, the name of the podcast and the timestamp on it. And I will actually take them all and I will put aside one even to edit it all together for you and give it out as a podcast. Um, also what was, what else did I want to say? Uh, like you have to like, like and share and all that mess. And you'll find us on, on Instagram. You'll find us on obviously YouTube, Twitter. Um, where else have you got us? You have Spotify, you have Apple Podcasts, you have all that sort of stuff. So just search LFC Day Trippers and that will be it. Grizz, are you ready for some predictions? <laughs> Hit me, boy. Okay. So at the start of the season, um, and sorry, Chris Brack asks um, the people in the chat to nail down um, what they feel will happen in the transfer window. We will keep you covered throughout the whole summer. Um, the five-minute little shows myself and Keith are doing, we're going to try drag a few more people in to do that as well just five minute shows every couple of days just keeping you up to date with Liverpool if the news starts rolling in every day we will do them every day we're just taking five minutes out to do them but we're going to keep you going with as many possible shows as we can um, throughout the summer but last summer I sat down and I asked all the day trippers um, give us your predictions for the season I gave them certain categories some answered some didn't and the people that didn't well listen they might grow a set uh, this summer Keith wasn't involved at the time so Keith I'm not um, no, you with I'm not one of the cowards yeah yeah, yeah. Just so <laughs> but, but just to let you know Keith will be made um, do um, predictions for next season so um, Owen Bork asks is that the 5 minute 11 minute show yeah the 5 minute show that goes on for about 12 minutes uh, it'll never exactly be 5 minutes so um the predictions for FA Cup and League Cup, um, they were the first ones I got to mark this season. Um, and I'm going to read out what people predicted and you can just take them as they go. Um, there's a point system. You get five points for every, uh, if you got the round right in either of them. And here's how we go. Uh, FA Cup and League Cup, right? So Shawnee said we'd win the FA Cup and get to the quarterfinals of the League Cup. He was right on the League Cup. Um, I was wrong on both. I said quarterfinal and semi-final. Uh, Ray Brady said fifth round of the FA Cup and win the League Cup. He gets five points for the fifth round of the FA Cup. Grizz was wrong on both. Out in the third round, gone. He didn't get anything. Matt was the same. Um, out in the third round of both, got nothing. Andy said we win both. Of course he did. Notions. Um, <laughs> yeah, we didn't win either of them. Uh, Dicko said the fourth round of the FA Cup and the fifth round of the quarter. Uh, Sorry, the quarterfinal of the League Cup, he got five points. Uh, Big Joe Walsh, fourth round the boat, wrong. Paddy, third round the boat, uh, wrong. Um, same <laughs> as Grizz, remarkably. Um, <laughs> and uh, Dunner, Sean Dunn had the sixth round and win, sixth round of the FA Cup and win the League Cup. Um, wrong on both. Uh, Carl had the quarterfinal of the FA Cup and the quarterfinal of the League Cup. He gets five points for the League Cup. And Shane gets five points for the fifth round of the FA Cup and nothing because he's been wrecked and we win the League Cup. So, Shawnee, uh, Ray, uh, Ray Dicko, uh, Carl and Shane all got five points in there. Player of the Year has yet to be announced, so that won't happen yet. Um, UEFA Champions League obviously isn't finished, so that we'll do that at some stage. And the top scorer in the league, um, the top scorer in all competitions, um, we haven't quite worked out yet, so I will reveal what they were um, at the end. I just haven't got the figures on Salah and Mane, basically. Um, but the big one, the league. So, here we go. Shawnee, 
Now, the way this is working, you get five points for every team you get correct in the top four. You get an extra five points for if you get them in the right position. So, here we go. Sean, you had. Now, these are predictions from the start of the season as in order of your top four. Sean, you lost and look away now. Sean, you had City in first. Liverpool second. Spurs in third. Arsenal in fourth. <laughs> he ends up at 10 points. He gets City and Liverpool right, but he had them in the wrong way. I had Liverpool first. I get 10 points for that. City second. I get 10 points for that. I'd Spurs. I get zero for that. And I Chelsea in fourth. Did Chelsea come fourth? Yep. Correct. 10 points there. Ray Brady had City first. Liverpool second. Spurs and Arsenal. Spurs and Arsenal are gone and he gets five for each. Grizz, what do you think your prediction Grizz, was, Grizz? And don't lie. Spot on, probably, because that's how I wrote. <laughs> he is, is usually a spot on with his predictions. Grizz has spent all season under the belief that he predicted Manchester City to win the league. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, and when I showed you tonight, just before we come on, you said, fuck off, really? And what did you, he said, his words to me before this podcast was, oh, I had Liverpool second, didn't I? But it's not, not worse than second, so it's not too bad. Now, Grizz, Liverpool in fourth place, 10 points. 10 points. City in second place, 10, 10 points. points. Spores in third, no points. United in fourth, five points. Well played. Ooh, okay. Mahad, Liverpool, 10. City, 10. Spurs, 0. Chelsea, 10 points. Andy, <coughs> Liverpool. Liverpool, 10. Liverpool, Liverpool. <laughs> City, 10. Spurs, 0. Leicester in fourth. Sick. <laughs> Ray Dicko, Dicko of the Merseyside Scouse Parish had City in fourth. Liverpool in second, Spurs in third, Arsenal in fourth. Disgrace. Madico is going to wail on him. Oh, Madico is going to absolutely upend him. Big Joe Walsh, Liverpool first, 10 points. City second, 10 points. Spurs in third, zero. Leicester in fourth. So close to a wheelbarrow. Zero. Not close. (laughs) Paddy Lawson, Liverpool in first, 10 points. City, 10 points. Arsenal, zero points. United. Five points. Sean Dunn, Liverpool, 10 points. City, 10 points. Spores and Arsenal. Loads of people went for Spores and Arsenal. Loads of people. Uh, own book records that Ray Dicko should be banned from hosting duties. The punishment <laughs> will be a lot more severe than that. Own. Let me yeah, be honest with you. Um, we're, we're all changing our numbers. Um, let's <laughs> say. Um, Amrit says, Amrit Mishra says, Oh, United, we love you. Good man, Amrit. Good result today, kid. And uh, well done coming on. Uh, to the home of the champions. Um, yeah. Call Liverpool 10 points, City 10 points, Spurs and Arsenal. And Shane Davin had City forced five points, Liverpool five points, Spurs and Arsenal. Loads of people went for Spurs and Arsenal. Um, unbelievable. But they are the, the scores. So Sean, he got 10 points there. Gav got 30. Ray got 10. Gray's got 25. Matt got 30. Andy got 20. Dicko got 10. Uh, Joe got 20. Paddy got 25. Dunner got 20. Carl got 20. And Shane got 10. I'll absolutely um, 
total them up and have them ready for when the Champions League is done, for when the uh, Player of the Year is announced, for when I just add up the amount of goals Salah and Mane have scored, and uh, we'll see how it goes from there. Um, let me see, let me see. I hope if we win the champ, the Community Shield, we should celebrate it like we would the Champions League, just so we boil some more piss. Well, see, he did have it up as the four trophy there a couple of yeah. Uh, Mourinho counted as part of a treble as well yeah, when he won the League Cup and the UEFA Cup as well. He absolutely did. Grizz, um, it's our last Fatback 4 podcast of the season, but we're going to stick around for the summer, aren't we? And we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a fantastic time this summer. <laughs> yeah, I think we are. Um, if it's if it's football, if it's transfers, and if it's just a general laugh you want throughout the summer, um, where you don't absolutely. take us or yourself too serious, this is the place to be. Keith, um, a fantastic season. Um, I'm talking about you here. Fantastic season. Oh, thank you very fantastic much. debut season. Um, on the yeah. podcast, and we're going to have a fantastic summer. As short as it's going to be. Great, yeah. Great. Cheers. Cheers. Work on the difficult second album, but you know we'll come back stronger. Absolutely. Oh, um, yeah. Listen. That has been the Fat by Four podcast. There's been an amazing amount of you in here tonight. The yeah, chat has been well done. The chat has been um, off the charts. It's been really good. There's always good football talking there. There's always good humour in there, and you don't take um, what we say too seriously at times, which is which is a, a the key. You know, it it is the key. It absolutely is the key. It's been great for a Sunday night. We've done an hour and sixteen minutes. Um, we don't charge overtime because we're sound. But that's been the <laughs> Fatback Four podcast. Grace, thanks a million. Keith, thanks a million. I've been Gav. Liverpool at champions. Don't be minding anyone else. And trust me, we look after you this summer. Over and out. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.